Hello guys and girls and welcome to episode 99 of the F Reality podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. You can also catch the show live in VR and chat with other VR enthusiasts in big screen TV. You can tune into the show live at 7pm in Europe. 6 p.m. in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, and now it's available on Spotify. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try and answer as many questions as we can. Now it's time for me to introduce you to the team. First up this week, when you see him rolling, don't be hating. It's the Metaverse Explorer and my blonde brother from another mother. It's, of course, Nathy. How you doing, man? You all right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing fine. And I hope you enjoyed our karaoke version of the intro again. We sometimes <laughs> just randomly... I don't know uh, why that happens. Like, sometimes it just doesn't pick up on the... I, I hear it but did here. But so. did you all sing? I, I heard them all <laughs> sing together, you know? Oh, we don't have any lyrics yet. Maybe we should add those. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the F Reality Show. <laughs> We're going to talk about the latest VR news. <laughs> yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Exactly. Those, those are the lyrics. That works. But yeah. Welcome everyone to the show. This is a typical show for us where things always are on fire at the beginning, but the flames sort of die down as we get longer into the show. So I hope you enjoy this one. And uh, for those of you out there watching this in big screen TV, big up to you guys watching this in VR. That's so cool. So yes. how are you then, Nathan? Are you all right? Yeah. No, I'm doing uh, good. Although the weather is killing. Yes. That's an understatement, actually. Yes. But um, I, I tried. I actually tried to to play a lot in VR this week, but I, I just couldn't do it. I just no. couldn't do it. For me, the weather, if it's really hot, kills my excitement for virtual reality a little bit. I'm going to be honest here. It's so hard. Maybe maybe you re-explore some seated experiences in the end that you usually don't really go to. But ones that are active, no, no, that's that's a no-go for me. Yeah, I remember it was like last year, I remember recording a mixed reality Beat Saber video in this heat and it almost killed me. <laughs> it almost <laughs> actually killed me. So uh, yeah, be careful uh, in the heat, but we'll talk more about that later on. Let me introduce you to the next guy. This guy is never rapitious and he comes from the land of chocolate and waffles. Say howdy to Rowdy. It's the Rowdy guy. Hey, uh, yeah. you're right. I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. I've been uh, it's been a pretty a little bit of a hectic day for me. Like uh, I've had some issues going on around the house, so like everything is still a little bit like trying to like get everything together. But uh, I'm 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 working towards uh, getting everything sorted. So uh, hopefully that will be in order really really soon. Yeah. Good to hear it. Good to hear it. You've had a bit of a nightmare with a gas leak in your yeah flat exactly exactly. Today. So I haven't been able to set up everything as I wanted to. So it's still a little bit like you know last minute work, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah yeah okay well good to hear that you're all right now anyway dude glad that yeah. we could actually pull the show off because we were worried at one point that we'd have to cancel it and that would be the first time we've ever canceled a show and then so, uh, episode we did... 99 right i know i know <laughs> we'll, we'll cancel it on episode 100 at least um so anyway <laughs> next up our guest this week this guy is always keeping it fresh providing in-depth vr and tech reviews it's my italian friend filling in for zim this week it's of course Tyrion Wood. Welcome to the show, man. <laughs> hey. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure yes, to have yeah, you on al the show. Always a pleasure to talk about VR with, uh, with you guys. Amazing. Great, Great to have show you. and it's amazing to be here. Yeah. 
Awesome. Awesome. Last but by no means least, myself, the host of the show, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. We've got a busy show for you today. Some of the highlights include that we're going to be talking about our thoughts on uh, Wolfenstein Cyberpilot, which released this week, because I think most of us played it. Uh, Half-Life is coming to Oculus Quest via SideQuest, so that's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, Nathie's going to give you the lowdown on some releases to look forward to next week, and then we're going to be talking about The Void expanding their location-based VR experiences and why that's important for the VR industry. Uh, But of course, let's start the show off with finding out what everyone's been playing this week and their highlight of the week, and of course, feel free to join us uh, in this in the chat as well. And if you're in big screen TV, discuss what you played this week with your fellow VR enthusiasts. I'm sure they'd be interested to know as well. Uh, but of course, let's pass it over to Nathy first to find out what you've been up to, dude. Yeah, so I uh, I played, of course, the Wolfenstein VR experience, and I also got to try uh, the Moondust uh, demo, you know, for the oh. Valve Index controllers. Uh, funny enough, I I, I could I couldn't really find it. It's it's hard to, you know, play because if you search for it on Steam, apparently. You can't find it, so you have to kind of use Google and and then do some smart tricks, and then bam, you got it. Um, because uh, when I played it and I uploaded it to my channel, people are like, "Yeah, you know, I can't find it. Where? What is this? And where is this?" Well, it's still one of one of the coolest demos to check out. One of the only ones, by the way. Uh, uh, which are yeah, yeah, um, to try with your Valve Index controllers and. Uh, the the Moondust uh, tech demos are basically it's basically like the lab, but then for the Valve Index controller. So you have you uh, arrive at this this moon base, and and there is a map in front of you, and you can go to different locations and play around with your controllers. You can, for example, go to a throwing range where you can throw uh, grenades. You can uh, squeeze things. It's super satisfying to squeeze uh, things <laughs> with your controllers. It, it never gets old. And then you can also shoot with this portal gun because this this Moondust demo is set in the portal universe. It's it's really uh, it's really cool. If you like portal, then this is a a must try. Then you can also go and uh, launch a rocket to uh, space. This is in a different uh, environment, and uh, you can shoot it to planet Earth. You have to collect uh, moon rocks, squeeze them destroy them, put them in a machine, and then power up this rocket. Um, it's basically all these demos are just to show what uh, the controllers are capable of, what, what the potential is uh, in that case. And then my favorite is where you can drive around with these little uh, RC cars, uh, and you have different uh, tracks that you uh, that you can do, and there is a leaderboard. And it, it's funny, not many people played this demo, so the leaderboard isn't super big. So if you really want to compete now, then this is your moment. It's it's super easy. Even if you're a noob, you you get on like place twenty or something. <laughs> uh, but that but that is great because you grab that remote and since you have the thumbstick, it's so nice to be able to drive around with this RC car from a distance and do these sick tricks and stuff like that. And then the last one, because these are all just different demos within one big uh, game. You can build your own space uh, station. So you grab all these little parts and then you put them together and then, well, you made your space station. It's all free, by the way. It's just a tech demo, but it's fun to spend some time in. But as I said, I wish there was some more to play with the Valve Index controllers. Some native stuff, if you know what I mean. It seems weird that 
you know, I know that they've got the the hand lab uh, aperture hand lab experience by Cloudhead Games, but it seems strange because the Valve Index is lacking so much content that they just don't have this like freely, easily, easy to find on the store, so people can go and check this out. Like yeah. you say, it's kind of hidden, right? Yeah, now true. Now, but this one, this one for was for the Knuckles because it's called the the Moondust Knuckles tech demo. Mm. But funny enough, it works fine with with the uh, with the consumer ones too. So they could mm. have just uh, changed the you know the name and just put it on Steam. Yeah, because yeah. like first I said like oh you know Aperture Hand Labs that's like the main demo to try. But I think Moondust is actually the one that mm. should be. The, the the main demo because it shows all the aspects of hey I can throw with stuff I can do this I can do that um, but it's so hidden and it's also not really getting tracked on Steam because I I was checking my profile if I had any hours on it but it's also not showing up on your Steam page so mm. if your friends are like hey what is this person playing they will never see you ever tried this Moondust demo so hopefully they will mm. you know. Yeah, because this demo was made by uh, Zubaloo, right? The same also, people that yeah. made Vertigo 2. And that's yeah. why that game ended up, or the demo that we played ended up being so great is because they had so much experience building this Moondust demo, right? Yeah, no, that's true. So yeah, hopefully we will see it uh, publicly uh, somewhere. Awesome, awesome. We'll, we'll be talking about Wolfenstein shortly as well, um, hopefully. So it'll be interesting to get your insights on that. But let's pass it over to Rowdy then to see what you've been uh, playing this week. And what you've yeah, enjoyed. for me, for me this week, uh, I've actually I've dove into uh, to Battlewake uh, for the first time uh, during the weekend mm. last weekend. Uh, checked it out, and uh, I wasn't a fan. Like I think I, I side a little bit with uh, with Zim on this as well. That uh, I feel like the game is lacking something that makes it worthwhile going back into. Um, it looks visually very nice. It looks very. Uh, polished um it feels it plays polished as well you know you don't have any frame drops it could be that everything is like running very smoothly but i found the gameplay itself um lacking i just i don't mm -hmm. know maybe i expected more i expected it more more to be like a pirate game and less of a i don't know it's, it's just too arcadey for me and i know that servios makes arcadey titles um mm -hmm. but i was i was hoping it would be yeah, I don't know, like more, more my kind of thing. Did you um, did you play it online or was it like a single player? No, I like... played only the online version together with a couple of uh, of people. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I they all said the same thing as me that after like three, three, four rounds, um, yeah, it, it just didn't it's... didn't work for me. Yeah, is it also too repetitious for you? Yeah. Definitely too yeah. repetitious. I feel like uh, ma many yeah. people they yeah. compare so, the, that game to Sea of Thieves, but it's not really because like there's no cooperation. It's just really shooting while you are on a boat. That's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it kind of lacks it's... lacks the depth of what Sea of Thieves can provide. Whereas, like like Rowdy said, it's more mm -hmm. of an arcade experience. It seems. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like the, uh, the way that the, the ship you need to steer it, it, yeah, like you only need to really use like the two things on the sides, and the wheel does something too. But uh, it took me quite a while for, for me to figure out how that actually worked. Maybe it's me. Yeah. I do like the idea of dropping an anchor to do like a handbrake turn in a battleship. Like that sounds kind of cool. Um, but I haven't played it yet because it was in uh, like a beta period, right? That's why you got to try it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's still got a little while till it releases, so they can still 
still got time to polish it up. But yeah, it's interesting to see that you're kind of echoing what Zim said on the previous episode of the show. Um, So let's find out what Tyrion's been up to. What have you been up to, dude? You've you've been playing any fun stuff this week? Uh, I actually just came back from Mexico that I was in vacation, so I didn't play that much there. Uh, Yesterday, I had finally the opportunity to put a VR headset on. Uh, By the way, Mexico is amazing. And uh, (laughs) I I, I started with uh, Republic VR. Republic oh, okay. VR. Republic, uh, I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe Nathan knows how to say it. But uh, <laughs> and that game, but then it crashed after like uh, 30 minutes. So I was like, okay, I need to change the game. Uh, I went on my PC. I started to play Defector again because uh, I'm actually a little addicted to the game. Even if I know that uh, you guys didn't like it that much from the last um, episode of, uh, of the podcast. Um, I I'm kind of addicted to all the cheats that you can unlock yep. uh, because it reminds me a lot of uh, uh, 007 GoldenEye in the mm-hmm. on the <laughs> Nintendo 64. So I like I won all of them. And um, so yesterday I was uh, playing again the second mission, and I remember I had to do ten kills with the golden gun. Uh, that actually is like also a, probably an Easter egg to the golden gun in a. I can see zero seven series, and but I pressed the run button, the the magazine just went down on the floor, uh, it disappeared, and said so like, okay, I play like this far for nothing, <laughs> so I closed wow. the game, and uh, and and yeah, uh, that, that was like uh, my playthrough of the of the wow. day more than on the week, but so, so, so with the vector, yeah. uh, have you finished finished the game completely? I didn't finish yet because okay. I'm really like going through the missions until our hundred percent. Okay, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Uh, I get that. I think it was it was really the last two missions that let it down for yeah. me. So I'd be I interested to same. know uh, what you think when you eventually play them. But um, I know what you mean about like the Golden Eye cheats. And uh, did, uh, yeah. did Perfect Dark also had similar cheats to that, or am I thinking of a different game? Yeah, I don't know if you remember Perfect, Perfect Dark. And Perfect um, Dark Zero, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's funny that for me when I um, like the first mission, you know, you're in the plane and you have to fight, you know, the guard. I I hit him so hard that he his head was stuck in the floor, and when I got down, I saw his arms and head like <laughs> like spacing around because he was stuck. Um, also, uh, people in the chat also played stuff. Sure. Um, we have uh, Paolo who played I uh, uh, he played Raccoon Lagoon. And um, we have Paradise DK. Uh, he revisited some gems this week. Um, he played E Valkyrie, Subnautica, and uh, the Climb, Robo Recall. Where's the Climb on Quest? Yeah, I still want it. Um, <laughs> maybe we should ask. Maybe we should, maybe we should just email Crytek and 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 see what like they they could say something official, right? Maybe maybe never like no one tried and asked. Yeah, maybe it would be the first ones. Who knows? So um, yeah, that's that's something uh, PD played, um, and then we have uh, Johnny who played uh, T uh, for God on mm. the lawn. Mm. Um, and then uh, last but not least, I would like to give Rowdy a quick tip. Maybe you should turn us down a little bit audio wise. Um, yeah, I've already done that, but uh, I okay. do, I don't know why it's causing that. It's just the audio that I hear from uh, from um, uh, Zoom. I don't know. I'm just okay. sending that audio. 
Okay. Okay. Well, anyways, that's what people played. Um, so, cool. Uh, cool. Mike. So yeah, this week uh, I played a few different things. I played Wolfenstein. I played Tetris Effect. Uh, but the game I want to highlight is Raccoon Lagoon, which someone also played in the chat this week. Um, this game released on Oculus Rift and Quest, and it's developed by uh, Hidden Path Entertainment, the same developers behind um, Brass Tactics. I don't know if you guys remember that one. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people have been comparing this game, uh, Lagoon, uh, Raccoon Lagoon, to like Stardew Valley or like like Animal Crossing in VR. That's kind of what people are sort of calling it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like it's a really beautiful game. It like kind of takes place on this bright and colorful island. There's loads of these like little adorable creatures milling around that have been shipwrecked there. And basically, you kind of have to team up with them and work together with them to like kind of gather supplies that are dotted around the island and help build them little houses and stuff. It's super cute. And I, I kind of just started playing it, not really knowing anything about it. And then like next thing you know, a couple of hours later, my quest is dying because I've been playing it for so long. I was just kind of really getting into the game. Um, but it's just so relaxing. And actually it's kind of got this like addictive gameplay loop to it because there's no real rush to do anything. You can explore the different parts of the island at your leisure, gather resources. You can even go fishing or just go and tr- chop down some trees and gather some wood or do some farming, some crops. Um, and then you can complete these little quests all in your own time. So you can do it whenever you want to. Um, so for example, like just to give you an idea of the gameplay loop. So say, you know, uh, a, a creature wants a, a special type of fish uh, that you can only find in a certain little pond on a part of the island, you then have to go and construct uh, like a fishing rod by gathering some wood and some twine and another little creature can build that for you. So it's kind of got these kind of like, you know, wait, little... wait, wait, wait. And then, and then you can enter a museum with an owl that is telling you how much beautiful fish you have. There is a little museum actually. It's in the town hall. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Animal there crossing. Is. Yeah. Right so there, there is a, a town hall where you, you put the items uh, that you found and there's some kind of like, quite hard to find ones in there and if you do find those items you unlock special cosmetic items because this game is also <laughs> multiplayer so you can invite uh, a single friend or just a random person into your island and they can help you gather supplies and you can actually work together to complete your little quests so um yeah it's super fun uh, i actually reached out to one of the, the the developers this week and sort of asked them like how long is this game because i could see it being like a complete time sink and uh, he said that when the developers are speed running the game, yeah. um, they put around 50 hours uh, in just speed wow. running it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So the game is like endless, basically. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, it won't be the type of game for everyone. But is I it think cross it's a nice... platform? Uh, I think so, yeah. So if you're playing on Quest, you should be able to invite someone with a Rift, vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe it is cross-buy as well. So if you've bought it on Rift or Quest, you get it on the right. other headset. One thing I do miss, or I, I really want, is that I want cloud saves so I can play it at home on my Rift. And then when I take the headset on the go, I can play and carry on where I left off on the Quest. But of course, that mm. feature doesn't exist yet. But Oculus uh, in general isn't cloud saving yeah. as far as I know, because I yeah. once deleted my, uh, what was it? My uh, Marvel Powers United game and everything was gone. But oh, I think no. every game, like they should really go for cloud saving because right now they don't back back you at all. So if something happens or something happens to them, yeah. then there's nothing to be I, found. I lost, I lost all my saves. Uh, like many times actually every time like I change computer I change like I, I use laptop and desktop PC and every time like I can't, I have to play the same thing in different like uh, it just nothing translates 
Yeah, exactly. And it also is the same scenario if your quest is damaged or you have to replace it. Same with the Go, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, when Zim uh, had his Go damaged with the sunlight, when he got replacement, of course, he lost all his, his progress in his game. So yeah, it is a shame. I think uh, cloud saves are definitely a, a must sort of needed feature that should be on the roadmap for Oculus. And I'm pretty sure I remember uh, John Carmack saying it would it would come eventually, but of course we just need to wait. When, when did he say that? 84 years ago? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe we'll hear more soon. Uh, maybe at Oculus Connect, maybe they'll give us these sort of updates. They, they normally save I'm, these sort of big announcements for then. I'm gonna, guys- I'm gonna, I'm gonna come up on stage. I'm like, it's been 84 years. No decent French system. No cloud saving. It's still. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. No chat. No, no chat. chat. No right. chat. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I played. That is a Raccoon Lagoon. Uh, definitely go and check it out if you're into that sort of very slow-paced, relaxing type, grinding, collecting sort of game. A bit like Animal Crossing in VR. Uh, it's on Quest and Rift. Um, yeah. But let's quickly talk about Cyberpilot before I get into quick news, because I do want to talk about it, because I think Ooh. it's kind of important. You really want to go? You really want to go there? Yeah, ah. because it, it, it was a big game. It's a big AAA game from uh, you know a big AAA studio. One of the games that we were excited to play this week, um, but I think a lot of us left disappointed. Um, who actually played it out of us lot? Uh, I think it no. might have been. Oh, you played it as well, Tariel? No, not this week. I played it like um, previously, a, a, a previous event. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you complete it, Nathy? Yes. Okay. So me and you completed the game. How long, so how long did it take you to complete, first of all? Uh, it took me just under two hours. It took me one and a half hours. Yeah, 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 and I I say two hours because I I my PC basically crashed halfway through the uh, the first level because yeah. it overheated. So uh, and I've got a water cooled PC as well. That gives you an idea of how hot Jesus. it got in this loft space. Wow. Um, so I had to like take all the panels off my PC and get a fan just for it to work, <laughs> so oh. I could play the game. But yeah, it took me uh, just under two hours. Overall, I thought it was okay. It worked. Think... No funny bugs. It worked. It was a solid <laughs> solid title fancy. in that sense. Yeah, like I didn't experience any bugs. No. Um, I thought smart, graphically, smart. graphically it looked great. I was playing in ultra settings. Oh, yeah. uh, I didn't have any of the blurry draw distance or something that some people were complaining no, about. Same, I same, same here. But you have to ch- you had to change that in the settings. It's like let's say if you booted up the game for the first time, it had these funky low settings. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it was Voodoo, actually, that I think pointed us in the right direction to get, give credit to him. Yeah. But it was like um, auto-resolution in the settings. So if you do yes. play it, turn off auto-resolution, and you should get rid of that sort of blurriness. Um, but yeah, I thought it looked great. I thought, you know, stomping through the little, uh, yeah. you know, Paris uh, in, the, in the 80s was really cool great. looking. I thought the voice acting was really cool as well. I, I liked the sort of uh, the female voice actors that were feeding you nice. your mission objectives. And I thought the soundtrack was also pretty cool as well because it was kind of retro 80s cyber yeah. wave sort of uh, yeah, you know, retro wave music. As, 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 as a big fan of Wolfenstein uh, as, a, as a franchise, as a series, I, uh, it was great to be able to be in this you know, environment, in this universe. That was awesome. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think... Um, I think I think like the game. So let's talk about the gameplay because it does it does mix it up with quite a few different things. You've got the the core sort of shooting and moving around Paris. You then got like uh, hacking into the robots themselves before you can take them out on a mission. Yeah. And then you've got some kind of like intelly bits and bits where you're sort of like uh, little puzzle bits basically where you're moving between floors. Yeah. Um, and I thought the actual shooting part was probably the weakest part of the game. I don't know if you felt the same way. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, 
it, it uh, okay so so the it, like in this in this game you you control three different things you have the panzerhund yes this dog then you have a drone yes and then you have the citadel that is like a ginormous robot uh, yes. with these big turrets and stuff like that. So, weakest part for me, I do agree with you on that. Although, I thought the Panzerhund was the best part of the game. Okay. Compared to the other things you could control. I thought the drone was boring and slow and it didn't feel like Wolfenstein at all. The Citadel was okay. But... What me like what 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 stunned me the most with this was that like you you're sitting in a cockpit because you're a cyber pilot so you hack into the Panzerhund to draw the drone etc mm -hmm. and you had like this little screen on the left that was giving you tips or and 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 it was always like randomly popping up like there was like this dialogue thing going on and every time it's like oh hey there it is again and then it was gone super super random super duper random that annoyed me and what annoyed me as well was just the dialogue in general. It took all very long. I had to wait very long. Um, and I can also tell you, I got sick of this game. Maybe it's also because of the weather, though. I mean, that's that's a mix. But the way you control the drone in this title is so weird. It's so freaking weird that I, after a while, I was like, I got to just stop because this makes me a little, little dizzy. It's... This, is, this is super interesting because I think out of all of us, I think, generally speaking, I'm the most susceptible to motion yeah, sickness. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I didn't have any problems with this game, even the drone. And I, and I actually thought the drone was my favorite uh, machine, and I thought the Panzerhund was the worst. <laughs> okay. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting heck? that we have opposite opinions on this. As I said, the weather was kicking yeah. in in that sense. Uh, and if I, let's say, if you are a big fan of Wolfenstein and you really want to play this game, even that everyone kind of says it's, it sucks, and you, but you still want to play it, then I would recommend you to use... Uh, what is it like thumbstick controls because you can control all these these uh, creatures with your hand and then when you move your hand it, it, it goes to that direction you know where mm -hmm. you point your controller but you can also go for thumbstick so then you just turn your thumbstick and then go that way it's easier to aim and you don't get that motion sick right right but it's right. a seated experience right have, uh, you're sitting mm -hmm. in a cockpit usually you don't get sick when you're sitting in a cockpit i have a question for you guys uh, did you find it different from, uh, like, uh, probably the question is more for Nate because he tried it before, also at E3, uh, I remember. Uh, did you find it different from that version that we tried back then? It was different. It was. Like, it, it's still the Panzerhund level. Oh, you um, But they got rid of the the flying drones, and they, they, they changed the level design. You're um, right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it they was did, slightly different. They did get the rid of the drones. Yeah, they yeah. did. No, because I, I remember being great for graphics. That, that was amazing because you were actually like in the Wolfenstein world yeah. and like everything is like look exactly the same. I think like Bethesda is doing that very well. Also with Prey, like the graphics, like in the room scale experience was amazing because it was exactly the one that you had also in the flat game. Yeah. Uh, and they did pretty much the same on this one. But I found like the I... gameplay just lacking yeah. a lot. Like uh, I wasn't like a entertained uh, at all it was like after five minutes i was like what the heck I, is this like, i have a feeling this one has been finished a long time ago as well there were a few mm. things that made me that made me laugh and also wonder why the heck did this already got released why did it never you know got like because i think the start was pretty good but it just never got got finished in, in a proper way because 
the the moment I started playing it, I was looking at my own shadow and I saw my full body because you have a full body in this game. You're sitting in this cockpit and you can look down mm -hmm. and it's great. But then I looked at my shadow and I had no head. <laughs> I was just, there was no head. You saw me like dancing around, but there was no head. I'm like, what the heck happened over here? Yeah. That was that was the first Where's time where I was head? like, hmm, what is going on in this title? And then at the end, because I can tell you straight away, if you finish it, it's not satisfying in any way. Like I waited out the credits. I was like, okay, what what is gonna happen Same. now? Nothing. They have yeah. nothing. <laughs> it, it's it just stops, and you can't even like properly go back. It's super no. weird. It's like, oh, well, we we don't have any more budget, so let's just finish it here. But. The, the thing was that um, the the level at the end, they just throw in all the enemies at the same time and it's super busy, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's not really a spoiler. Um, but what happened was they spawn in these enemies that are able to charge at you, but they were on the other side of the map and there was like water in between, but they were just charging against the wall because they couldn't go anywhere. So I'm like, you, you made all these you made all these enemies, okay? But you don't even know where to even spawn them. And you don't even know where from where they should attack. Yeah, they were attacking from the other side of the bridge. And every time they were like against this, this fence. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're not going to get there because you can't do anything. So they yeah. also kind of misused. I just feel like there wasn't enough it's budget strange. and they kind of had I mean, to finish I haven't this played up, the but... game. I haven't played the game myself, but uh, I have seen on Steam that the, that the reviews have been quite negative. Like, uh, mm -hmm. I think the overall score now is a negative as well. Which is mm -hmm. not a great thing yeah. for, for such a big title. I, but I, 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 I don't think uh, I don't think Wolfenstein Youngblood is particularly doing well either. No. And I, I wonder if they did just hold back the release of Cyber Pilot to release it at the same time as Youngblood and to market them both at the same time. I guess. But it's funny yeah. um, you, you mentioned about being motion sick, Nathy, because uh, I watched some of uh, Cass and Cherry's stream as well, and Cass actually had to stop playing the game at the end of the Panzerhund level because she felt motion sick as well. So wow. you're yeah. definitely not on your own there. Um, but it's kind of interesting that I didn't for some reason. But, uh, um, I, I like that. That just points to arts of design flaw, mm. locomotion-wise. Because, mm. you know, I, I also just don't get motion sick out of nowhere. You need to know that Panzerhund was fine. Then I finished the drone level, but then I had to control all the things at the same time and then i was like i'm kind of done with this i just don't feel so good anymore yeah um but again as i said like you know being in all these environments is great um and and the funny part is at the end and i'm just gonna tell you straight away let's say if you do want to play it then turn it off but i don't think many people will <laughs> but at the end you can actually shoot with guns yeah, because they're like like Nazis coming from everywhere, and you gotta gotta defend yourself. Uh, but it's kind of like teasing you in a way where it's like, well, this is kind of what you wanted, but this is not what we're gonna do. Um, I I, yeah. I, 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 it's it's unlikely we will uh, see a Wolfenstein VR experience first person anytime soon because that's an ambitious project. Mm. Um, but this wasn't it, you know? Yeah. This I was mean, a like, little bit of Wolfenstein, but it was also not Wolfenstein. I feel like the best way to experience Wolfenstein, if you want, is like to install the mod, like the the one freeware version <laughs> that it was like a while ago, yeah, like to play the <laughs> original one. That, for me, that oh, was yeah. amazing. No, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, that, that was an amazing experience because yeah, like you are in the it's super pixelated with the little dogs coming, yeah. the 3D is all <laughs> off, and it's just it's, it was amazing. But yeah. uh, I, I do think we're gonna see a price drop very soon on this one because Bethesda also with Fallout 76, they also dropped it after a few weeks. True. I think the same will happen with this one. Um, 
but yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a shame it's a shame but i you know the thing is um as i said it wasn't a bad game in a way where it didn't work properly you know it's okay the locomotion could have been better but you know i had no bugs in any way it didn't crash on me it didn't you know it was a solid title you know it, it ran smooth for me mm -hmm. um and i want bethesda to stay in this uh, vr arena because they they did a good job with parting the games you know doom was okay you know um and the prey experience i don't think many people have been talking about that one at all was it was an escape room title but in the end i i do want bethesda to like you mm. know that's the thing i didn't want this to be bad because for yeah. for bethesda it's a strike as well where it's like hmm you know vr maybe we should reconsider and i don't want them to reconsider it's the same with ubisoft with space junkies yes it's it's not doing that well but please ubisoft don't think that that's the end of vr you know what i mean so yeah, it's kind of course. tricky with this stuff it's kind I, I, I have a question for you guys actually is it like we see like with bethesda is the perfect example we see like uh two ways to do vr the vr where you adapt a 2d game and like it was uh, Fallout VR and it was uh, Skyrim VR. Mm -hmm. And the one where you actually make a new game from scratch, um, scratches, and there's actually like a VR, proper VR experience where you like every object is like actually there yeah. and it's like that. Now I see, and myself too, I enjoy much more the porting of real games because mm -hmm. you have the plot, you have the storyline, you have a, a gameplay that is like, you know that it works, uh, but sometimes you're something lacking, like uh, to slash the sword is not like a sword or gargantula, I always call it like that, uh, but it's like just lashing and that's it. And on the other part, you have an experience that is dead two, two hours like this one, and it doesn't like give you like enough. Like, what do you see, like, the best way the, the industry should go through? Because I see it being, like, a, just for the 2D games, and I'm fine for now. And I feel mm -hmm. like it's going to bring more people to VR. But uh, what's your idea, guys? I think the interesting thing is, like, Bethesda did pretty well with, like, Doom VFR. You know, like, it was a kind of, it was built from the ground up for VR, but it was you're you're in the boots of the doom guy do you know what i mean you're 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 you're, mm. you're sort of yeah, no. sho shoving the shotgun into the demon's faces which is great so they could have done something along that line in the wolfenstein universe and i think people would have been happy with that or even mixed that gameplay up with the cyber pilot gameplay so you kind of had a mix of yeah. everything yeah. really sort of mix up the gameplay yeah. and and stretch it out a bit more mm. uh, i think that would have been fun but i think the problem with this is that it's just it's very by the numbers. It's very generic. You know, at no point do you really feel like you're in any danger or anything that's a bit no, they, But they, they also, like, with this, they played on safe, you mm -hmm. know, uh, yeah. because if they did do the first person stuff, it would have been, you know, and how so long much has more it been work. since this was announced as well? It's been like how many it's, years? It's, now? As I said, it's quite old. I felt like this demo or this, this experience they had was quite old and that it has been finished already a year or maybe even longer ago because at E3 they were also showing this last E3 last year E3 but this is the funny thing like at E3 they were giving it uh you know all the sort of big talk you know we're we're the ones that basically reinvented modern day VR we're the pioneers of VR oh that's we what like, they said like yeah they yeah. said said this showing like a duct tape uh you know headset together which was I want them, like, I want them to reinvent it though I, I really want to yeah. But with this, they didn't reinvent it. And no. and and to to come back to Teriel's point, I think ported titles are great, 
I think it does, you know, promote VR. Like No Man's Sky is a part of the title mm-hmm. in the end. But yep. it's not like with a lot of those, it's not the way you play VR. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of arcadey in that sense. So in the end, I, I do welcome uh, built from the ground up VR experiences more because I don't want consumers to think that uh, how you play Skyrim in VR is how you play every VR game because mm-hmm. that's exactly yeah. the other way around. So I, My, I do I do support it, but it's mm-hmm. not it's not VR VR if you know what I mean. For for me mm-hmm. personally, no, 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 yeah. I think uh, I think I'm a bit more on the opposite of the of the spectrum. I'm uh, a, a far less big fan of uh, of ported titles to virtual reality because I often have the feeling that they're not real VR. Uh, for me. I haven't played a ported game yet that I have the feeling of like, oh, you know, this was what I expected of it. Uh, if I mm-hmm. if I play, for example, to give the example of Skyrim or the example of Fallout or the example of uh, 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 Subnautica, like they were all in those, all great games, fun to try in VR. But afterwards I'd be like, yeah, I prefer playing this on a PC just because the interaction is not up to the level that I, I kind of expect it to be. I want my hand, hand-to-hand interaction to be almost one-to-one. I don't want to be pressing mm-hmm. buttons to pick things up. Mm-hmm. I want to pick things up and like do... Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I hope that No Man's Sky... Because No Man's Sky has been touting a little bit, saying that they are going to use a virtual reality really differently, that they're going to, you know, port it in a, in a, in a different kind of way. So I'm hoping that this is mm-hmm. going to be the ported title that I've been waiting for. Yeah. But, yeah. For me, it's the uh, problem it's, with ported yeah. ported games is usually there are too many button combinations as a pancake title, and it's hard to translate it into VR. Where mm. with Skyrim, you could like I played it on my PlayStation VR. In the menu, you could go up, you could go down, you could go this and that, and it was like mm. it, like you could go real deep into the rabbit hole with mm. the menu and the way you had to switch from a bow to. For me, the best ported experience I had so far was LA Noir. Mm. Yeah, yeah driving. Really shooting um okay maybe the running around was kind of weird mm-hmm. but overall i thought like wow rockstar really tried something new here yeah that's yeah. a good example actually so just to sort of give you our conclusion then on <laughs> wolfenstein cyberpilot uh, i think we're all pretty much lukewarm on it we thought it was okay yeah, it's not it's, bad it's, it's not shit. good it's just kind of one of those games that if you're really interested in playing it, wait for it to uh, be on, on sale on it Steam. It will, will very yeah. soon, for sure. It's a shame, yeah. though. It's a shame. I wish it, it was shame. better. It is a shame. We, we're hopefully going to play Young Blood this week, and hopefully that will be a better game. But, we'll of course, that's a pancake <laughs> game. Um, so then let's quickly talk about the heat then before we get into the news. How oh. have you guys been coping uh, with the heat? Because it's been like for those of you out there, because I, I mentioned the heat at the beginning of my Wolfenstein video and people were like, yeah, you know, you complaining about the heat. I live in Australia and I live in America and it's like way hotter all the time. What you need to understand about like the UK and Europeans is that no one has AC here. Like no one has air conditioning. No one. Mm-hmm. Because because for 99.9% of the year, we don't need it. <laughs> but for days like yesterday, oh, my God, I was melting. So uh, how did you guys cope or did you just avoid VR altogether? Uh, for me, it's been mostly. Uh, I I mean, I haven't during the week. It's always a bit difficult for me to be playing virtual reality because I'm I'm working and at work we do have AC, so it's actually fairly pleasant. It's actually for once it's nice to go into work, you know, <laughs> P- 
but uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's that's for me mostly uh, during the weekend. It's not really that much of a problem. It's more like in the evenings that it like starts bothering me when I want to start doing some editing or like do like a quick recording. Uh, normally it cools down, but I mean I'm in a, a small little room and everything is plastic black, so I mean uh, it's it can heat up quite uh, quite fast. Um, but yeah, we actually broke a heat rocket record in Belgium. We had the, the hottest day ever. Uh, in Belgium, hitting over 40 degrees Celsius. So, uh, yeah, it's been, wow. it's been warm. Wow. What about you, Nathie? I saw you got your little foot foot spa out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> David bought me a foot spa. He knew what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell us what you do with this thing, because people might be interested to hear. Well, the the thing is, I, I didn't turn it on right now because it will will make a lot of noise. <laughs> but it massages your you know you know your your little little hobbit feet, and and it's like a jacuzzi for your feet basically. Yeah. Uh, David David picked this one. I don't know how he came up with the idea to go for this one. A, a but, score uh, of one out of nice. five. Do you do you I'm recommend? Like, I do it? not. I do not do sponsored stuff. But Every reality this approved. Is, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe uh, should link in the description below. Hey, hey, if, if if you're watching this company, if you want to sponsor us and you want to give us all this, uh... no, but this is this is also this kind of helps. This kind of helps. Oh, don't yeah. don't do use this when you're doing a standing experience. It's dangerous. But when you're seated, just like last year, I used the bucket. I like there are videos you don't see it, but I'm like sitting in a bucket of water while doing a video, and I'm sitting in my underwear too. But yeah, you can't see that either. Is, is um, it, someone in the chat maybe, is also mentioning that it's like the perfect way to play Subnautica, which is a free, yeah. uh, a free diver or something. Yeah, maybe you should do that. Uh, what that like Belle Delphine did, and uh, maybe you should sell your foot spa water for, for money. <laughs> <laughs> sure, if someone wants to buy this machine with my signature on there i'm i'm down for it yeah. but uh but yeah I, I i have been dealing with it but i haven't really done much uh if you if you go to my channel i made one video this week <laughs> i just couldn't i just couldn't do it i just got completely crazy it's so hot here as rowdy said we also hit the same record uh it's 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 just crazy and yeah. and the thing is you need to know like if you're living let's say in california you're kind of used to this weather but for us, this is not like normal. We're yeah, still we, we have also to we this. have a very humid climate, so all of the sweat just stays on your body for the entire. It doesn't evaporate, so you don't lose any heat yeah. as well. It's just you get just get sticky. Yeah, so so yeah. we still have to learn to deal with this weather. Uh, it's kind of new for us. <laughs> so what about you then, Tyrell? Because you're used to this sort of weather where you live in New York. Uh, I mean, like yeah, in New York, like uh, you you need the AC. It's like there's no way to stay without AC. Like uh these days is very hot it's gonna get even hotter so like uh uh the ac is like needed and like when i play vr just ac on blasting on my face <laughs> and uh, i actually i actually put a, a scarf on because like uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, it's so cold and then every time i finish it's like my neck is like ah <laughs> so i put a scarf on and i play vr like uh with ac so it's like you put a scarf on to deal thing. with the heat that's what tyrell like, does exactly yeah. exactly yeah because at the end of the day like i, I have still have italian blood so like i'm not used to ac because like i lived in uh in italy for pretty much like five percent of my life without ac because it's not normal to have ac in europe yeah. uh, also the electricity costs like a lot so like you don't want to deal with like too many expenses on it and usually the houses are bigger so like uh uh you need like a lot of ac here is a small apartment you 
put wow. it on like it's freezing in a, in wow. an hour. So, well, <laughs> so at, le at, at least you're not living in the attic like Mike, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh in yeah, a, yeah. In a loft, it, it's horrible. I I, I was even thinking know, about like getting it. one of those like uh, Vive and Chill things for the Index because oh, you can yeah. plug it yeah. in to the uh, USB port at the front. But um, yeah, I'm gonna have to think of something else. I've got a temporary workspace for now, but uh, I'll sort of cope cope for now. But let's move on to some quick news then. And first up. This week, let's talk about uh, the Oculus Quest, uh, because this week, Oculus CTO uh, John Carmack tweeted that the Quest will be getting Oculus Go emulation uh, by the end of the year. So let us know in the chat of what what Go games uh, you'd want to play on your Quest, and maybe we can read some of those out at the end of this little sort of news section. Uh, but the tweets from John Carmack read... Um, Go emulation is coming to Quest later this year by the way of a compatibility layer that makes Quest report as a Go and emulate the Go controller for old apps. We'll be working with developers to test against the emulator, but I hope some will be inspired enough to convert older apps to proper hybrid Go slash Quest apps wow. with explicit support. Not everything works, but many old apps do magically get sixed off uh, headset and controller tracking, as well as higher resolution and frame rate. So it's fun to dig through some of the old favorites. I kind of think this is kind of interesting move from Oculus because on one hand, they're denying some of these pretty cool games being officially released on the Quest by saying they're not up to standard and yet have kind of opened up a backdoor to previously released Go titles. Don't you think that's kind of strange? It is. Yeah, it is very really strange. It is. it is. Yeah. I, I do welcome it, of course. I think it's a great idea to boost the, the Quest library. Because I think it's, it's needed right now. Uh, and there are some good Go titles out there that are worth yeah. checking out. Yeah. Have you guys got any sort of games that you would like to see? There's, there's this one from CodeSync where you, where you are a human and you are disguised as a robot. I don't know what the name is. I oh, they suspect it. nothing. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. suspect nothing. That's yeah. that's a funny one. Yeah, that is a fun one. What about you guys, Tyrell or uh, Rowdy? You got any Go games that you really enjoyed that you might want to see on the Quest? Uh, I have like a, I don't remember the title right now, but uh, it was um, uh, like a, you have you have a, this little like uh, orc that you're using with yes. a sword, and um, yes, uh, I I don't remember the title right now. Yes, uh, but there were like three versions of that game. Uh, like one uh, arcade, like PvP, and the other two storylines, mm. and I actually enjoy that a lot. It's very similar to Lucky Tale, uh, but um, probably with from the same devs. I I'm not sure about it, uh, but that was a very nice game, and yeah. I would like to see it on the quest because it's something like Moss, where you actually sit down and you use like your controllers, like a uh, like a controller, not like a uh, touch sensor yeah, um, yeah. Like, like joy anymore yeah exactly so that game is um hero bound hero bound yeah, yeah. 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 That, that is one of the Thanks. games that i was going to recommend also uh like you say it's kind of like a bit like a, a zelda type top down yeah. mm -hmm. action adventure yeah. game it's actually made by uh, gunfire games uh same people that made uh the first um, a gunfire yeah Dead, um, dead and buried, right? Dead and buried. Dead exactly. and buried. Yeah. yeah. There's another one. Uh, Eclipse. I don't know the complete name. Uh, Eclipse. Something. Edge of light. Edge of light. Yes. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Also a good one. Yeah, that was made by the same developers that did Covert uh, White oh. Elk. Um, yeah, but the White other Elk. game that I would recommend on the go that 
probably won't see its light of day on Quest, but if it's emulated, then you can play it, is uh, Augmented Empire from Coats Inc. Mm, Um, And it's kind of like an XCOM-style turn-based strategy game. So if you like that kind of slow-paced strategy sort of game, then you'll like that one as well. It's got a really good story, loads of great voice acting as well. So uh, yeah, Hero Bound, uh, They Suspect Nothing, Eclipse, Edge of of Light, and and, and, Augmented Empire. And... Oculus Roos. <laughs> yeah, oh, that yeah, would be super yeah, interesting. That. If they if they can emulate Oculus Rooms, that would be great. That it is very kinda, badly it, needed. It, it, it would be kind of sad if it's getting emulated because that means they don't want to put the effort in there to actually make something for Quest. But yes, yeah. I would I would be down for that because right now the only thing I can do is be lonely and sit in my own menu and not meet anyone at all. Yeah, it's really but, good. A good point. Actually, if I can go back, also like uh, it, it's uh, like it's also an example of like apps that are actually they already work, even if you don't have to adapt it. It's like if you think about Minecraft that was on the Gear VR and never yeah. arrived on the go. I have Minecraft on my Quest because I said load it. Um, because for me, it's like uh, Minecraft is a weird game because like. Uh, Flat, I don't like it at all. But when you play in VR, for me, it's completely different. And on the Quest, you have actually 6DOF in the way you mm-hmm. can actually walk, uh, walk around and it's already recognized. But it's not even on the Oculus Go for some reason and it's not on the Quest. It would be amazing to see it there. That is actually uh, a ported li- game that I do enjoy. That's actually, that I didn't even think of that one. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's so weird that Minecraft isn't on the quest. We we mentioned this, yeah. I think, on last week's episode yeah. as well. But super strange. Hopefully, we'll get confirmation that it is coming. Maybe yeah. Oculus Connect, mm-hmm. um, and maybe we'll hear more about the, uh, the the sort of Go emulation there as well. If you if you're interested, uh, Oculus Connect Six uh, takes place every year uh, in San Jose. It's going to take place on the 25th and 26th of September this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, we'll be there, so we'll be able to give you the news. Um, so yeah, hopefully, we we'll hear more about this then. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's move on from the quest then to the Valve Index, uh, because it seems the long waiting times to get your hands on a full Valve Index bundle is now over. And if you order one today in the US, then it will be shipped out immediately and you'll only have to wait like a week shipping. Hmm. Uh, because previously, customers who wanted this full Valve Index bundle with the headset, the controllers and the base stations, if you weren't quick enough to pre-order, then you were told that you had to wait till September, I think, to receive your headset. Yeah. Um, but apparently Valve have stated that the initial quantities that they had in stock were outpaced by the demand. So there's not the demand there no. for the hardware that they've got on the shelves right now. So they're just shipping them out straight away. And those were also reservations. Like you didn't pay straight away, right? You could also mm-hmm. just wait it out and then... Yeah, it is worth noting that that is just for the bundle though. Like the individual mm-hmm. components, if you want to buy the headset, the, the the controllers or the base stations separately, you still have to put your name on a reserve list. And it's the same in the UK and Europe uh, with the full bundle as well. So yeah. it only seems that if you're in the US and you want a full bundle, you can get one straight away without is waiting. That, it's actually like a last update, like right now in this moment, because like an hour ago it wasn't, but you can also buy just the headset and controllers right now. It's not awesome. just the full, full bundle, but just headset the controllers too. And also just the base station are available. Oh, that's awesome. Four to eight business days shipping. So yeah. like uh, um, they actually added that too. And probably uh, like, I don't know you guys, but I bought both uh, the, the versions. 
And when you buy just the headset and controller, uh, even if it's in a bundle, you get two different boxes. Right. It's not in one box. So it's kind of weird that they're not selling it like uh, just the controllers yeah. or just the headset. I'm pretty sure it's going to arrive soon too. Wow. Uh, they probably want to maximize wow. the sales there now. Oh, Daryl, Daryl's flexing here and just buys two Valve indexes. You know, like, uh, like it's uh, nothing. They, uh, because like I didn't know if I wanted uh, the new base stations or not. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I didn't know if mine was were working properly, because, um, but then like our, my controllers actually they're broken, so I didn't need mm-hmm. it. I just uh, sent it back. Um, and in that, terms of your controllers, you, you said they were broken. What was the issue with them? Okay, so uh, the one that I received in the second box, uh, actually they weren't clicking in any direction. Oh wow! Uh, but the one that I have, they click in any direction. Uh, on the left, they don't do like the click, like uh, the sound click. Yeah. Uh, but they actually recognize and it goes down. It just doesn't click like uh, mm. properly, but it's like completely functional. So I'm totally yeah. fine with so, it. Uh, mm. I don't I don't hear the click anyway when I'm in VR. So yeah, I, think, so. I don't care that much. But, but uh, what, did Valve bring out any statements regarding this already? Only that they because they, in they, the end I, I understand it clicks, but you pay a lot of money, mm. so you just want mm, it to work. Absolutely, you know. The, yeah, no, absolutely. I uh, like uh, I don't want to do like uh, like um, advertising and stuff, but I made a video about it, like just to say to the people, if yours is like doesn't click like mine do, uh, even if it's like uh, my situation where like I decided to keep it because I I have to make video about it, but if you can actually. Give it back and then have a new one do it because like uh, you're paying a lot you're paying 279 dollar yeah. for those controllers mm. so like you should have it 100 percent functional yeah, but, but right like, now if you if you send it back and you get new ones you get the same problem it's like this mm-hmm. russian roulette mm-hmm. there is as as far as i heard there is no controller out there right now that does not have this issue so it doesn't matter you can send it back you get new ones but you still get the same issue maybe you can still, you know, go left or right, but it's always going to end up the same way. So I, I, I hope I that Valve just, just, uh, you know, communicates and says like, listen, because it does take some time to, you know, do this in production and fix it because I'm sure they're going to fix it. Um, but I hope that everyone who bought one that even um, runs, because here in Europe, it's like 30 days try and then, so after 30 days, you can't really send it back anymore. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't anymore, work, yeah. if it doesn't work, then you have two years to still do that. And I think that uh, Valve needs to give everyone a free pass here and say, like, listen, if you have this issue, mm. you can send them back. Because I want to yeah. send them back. I want to yeah. send them back right now because I'm not happy as a customer with what but they delivered it, there. The thing is, they haven't acknowledged it yet. They, no, they've so just said that they're working it's a big, as It's a big problem. It's yeah. a big problem. Yeah. So they just said that to kind of win time. I'm, I'm sure they want to be honest. But as a company, to say that, you buy yourself time again to look into mm. it. Mm. And just for the chat, because some people don't know what's the issue, uh, pretty much the issue with the controllers, like on the thumbstick, um, some of the controllers don't click uh, when you have the thumbstick up or down or left or right. So just click when it's uh, in the neutral position, so centered. Um, so like, for example, like uh, when you want to run in a game, you usually have your thumbstick up and you click. Yeah. Uh, that's something you can't do. Uh, with this issue that some of the controllers have. 
Yeah, uh, exactly. So just to explain the issue. Yeah, nicely explained. Yeah, exactly. And thanks for updating us about the uh, the current situation as well. But I think, you know, the reason why, you know, these this deadline was pushed back from September to immediate, uh, you know, shipping now is because I think the interest in this headset has died down significantly since like the enthusiasts jumped on it like us and we were all really excited about the new hardware because at the moment the biggest issue with this headset is the lack of compelling uh, software there's no there's no games like you know Nathie mentioned earlier you know he's playing a demo a tech demo basically Um, and we've got Aperture Labs but really other than that and and the the Vertigo 2 demo there's nothing really to okay. showcase the hardware to it, its it, fullest it, potential. It, it, it has no flagship, and there is, like, for me, like, I try to make people excited for VR with any headset. If it's the Quest, the Go, mm. uh, Rift, uh, Vive, or Index, or Pimax, or Excel, I can keep going on, right? <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, but, but with the Valve Index, I really, like, I, 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 love, I love what the controllers are capable of. But there is nothing really that I can use to sell this headset. I, I really like content wise as well. Like I want to pick it up to play something new, but there is nothing really to go for. And, and yeah, it, it hurts the headset. It hurts the headset. And those, you can say whatever you want about those three titles coming out. Th- those are only three titles. So after those three titles, what are we going to get next then? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the best games you can play right now with the Indus controllers are the Oculus games with Revive. Like it uh, just worked well, like yeah, so well. They're, yeah, they're quite good. They're quite good. I'm not gonna lie, but you yeah. know, you know what I mean. So there's no, and I totally understand why some people are also just returning it and mm. just waiting to see what Valve is really going to do. You know. Yeah, but I think you know you make a great point, uh, Tyrell, about the you know using Revive. But I, I think the majority of consumers won't even know what Revive mm-hmm. is. You know, I know no, we no, do yeah. because we work in this bubble. But um, I think I think the interest in this headset will pick up again as soon as they announce what first party titles they're working on and when Boneworks and No Man's Sky come out. I think the interest will ramp up again. Yeah. But it just seems like it's been. A bit of a disappointing launch because of the lack of software uh, for the. And for I was expecting, like, uh, also from how they were like uh, creating everything, I was expecting actually No Man's Sky to be a launch title, yeah, uh, and Boneworks to be a launch title, but that yeah. didn't happen, yeah. and it, it yeah. was like a muted, di- a muted launch, yeah. and it's like, okay, it's for us, like they are like enthusiasts, yeah. Yeah. and as always, like we are beta testers of uh, of yeah. the technology, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they didn't have these uh, big boost by yeah. titles that they Valve, need to arrive. Valve needs to invest into indie developers to make stuff for them. You know, mm. they mm. just need to be like, hey, here's a roadmap, and every every month we're going to release a new game. We're gonna do parts. Mm. We're gonna do native VR. Everything that that you know catches the eye. Because right now, mm. you know, those three games can be awesome, but in the end, you will finish them, and then you want something else, and you want more, yeah. and then there needs to be something there as well. I think with this launch as well, it really showcases and highlights how difficult it must have been for both Sony and Oculus to pull off what they actually did, you know, in the early days, because, you know, we had, you know, uh, pillars of like solid games releasing every sort of couple of months in the early days Mm -hmm. of the Rift. Of course, that slowed down now, but uh, so it it must have been very hard to pull that off. But hopefully, like you say, we'll get these games and the excitement for the index will increase in the near future. Exactly. Um, While we're on the subject of Valve, uh, let's talk about this because this is kind of funny because this is interesting. It's kind of funny that the Oculus Quest will be getting a Half-Life game before the Valve Index does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is kind of interesting news because at 8 p.m. UTC on Monday, the 29th of July, a fellow from the community called Simon Brown, known as Dr. Beef on Twitter. <laughs> Dr. Beef. <laughs> Dr. Beef. 
He'll be releasing Lambda 1 VR on SideQuest. Now, I've mentioned SideQuest many times on the podcast, so go and do your research if you've never heard of SideQuest before. It basically makes it really easy for you to sideload content onto your Quest. But basically, this Lambda 1 VR is an engine port that allows you to play the original Half-Life game on your Quest. Now, there's a few things that you're going to need. You're going to need SideQuest for one, uh, create a developer account, which we've discussed previously on the show, and you'll also need to legally own a copy of the original Half-Life game on your PC uh, because this process requires you to sideload wow. Lambda Lambda 1, mm. then transfer the Half-Life game files from your PC to your Quest as well within the Lambda 1 directory. So that's basically how they're going to get it to work. Mm. Um, but you can even play Half-Life multiplayer, um, <laughs> and it has sixed off controller support uh, so multiplayer yep there is the multiplayer yep apparently so apparently works wow amazing Um, (laughs) and you can use the quest touch controllers to actually swing the crowbar in game so it's like a proper engine mod i do need to correct you on like you like you can if you want right now play have life on the valve index you can play it on your rift vibe you can play it on any pc vr Mm -hmm. headset because there is this mod that allows you to just play with full motion controls. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like the old Half-Life, mm-hmm. the very old yeah. school one. Um, but you can, if you want. Uh, not multiplayer, though. That's that's something that, that I can't give you here. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, you can. It's worth noting as well that, yeah, you can only play the original Half-Life. It's not the Half-Life Source engine update. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't do that with the quest. It's not half so It's the original three. game. Right? It's the it's pixelated one. Yeah. It's the pixelated one. <laughs> the also, b- blocky one, the Roblox version. Yeah. It's also <laughs> worth mentioning. There's a few bugs right now. Um, oh, tell this, us. This, tell this us. has been reported by the creator, of course. You know, there's a is, lot of bugs in Half Life. They have those face things <laughs> yeah. that jump you. Yeah, they they those... <laughs> head crabs. Um, but you know, he's a single developer porting this engine over, so you know you've got to give him credit where it's due. Uh, but yeah, apparently for the most part it does work. You can check it out for free, of course, on Monday you, if, if I you're told in the you, game. SideQuest is getting the awesome stuff now. Like Half Life is a very good one, and it will only grow from here. It's getting yeah. more and more interesting. Yeah, yeah. But also be warned that it's probably going to be very intense. So if you're a newcomer <laughs> to VR and you get motion sick very easily, oh. this is one of the titles that really did me over yeah. back in the day. Uh, so. I mean, when I played it on the um, on the Vive with the mod that there's on the PC, it's yeah. like I, I it's the first time like after a long, long time <laughs> that I got like sick, but like sick like Dude. crazy. I, I couldn't move for like two hours. Yeah. And uh, I, I hope it's not going to be the same, but I'm pretty sure it's going it, to be the same for the quest. You know what does it is like the walking speed because Half-Life, this character runs like, I don't know uh, who, like Sonic? Sonic, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you do the yeah. same thing in VR, you know? Like that really gets like, you. Jumping like and running Sam. like that, my days. Oh, serious Sam. Yeah. Oh, you gotta go I'll fast. Sam too, yeah, something, yeah. So, so interestingly, uh, like Tyrio, I know you've uh, used SideQuest quite a bit as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you, what sort of has been your favorite side loaded app so far? Uh, I don't know. Like, it is not like probably virtual desktop. Okay. Uh, with the with the new patch yeah. to to actually stream Steam VR games yeah. because it works very well. I like the virtual desktop. Is all like you can put it as always open on your PC, so you don't even have to start stuff. You just like press on it and you start. Yeah. Uh, so like I feel like it's the thing that I use the most on uh, 
side quest that is an amazing like uh, alternative store that everyone needs to install. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm a big advocate of it as well. Uh, if you want to check yeah. out uh, the Half-Life mod for the quest, you can visit the creator's website, which is uh, lambda1vr.com, and you can also support him there uh, via PayPal yeah, if you... Uh, just... Yeah. enjoy the game but like i said you will need the original half-life game on your pc yeah. legitimately owned to play it just just don't get caught by the yeah. g-man <laughs> exactly <Game laughs> new. so the next next bit of news uh this is an interesting news from ubisoft this week uh because they've kicked off an open beta for non-vr players to play space junkies on ah, pc hmm, what yeah. would that mean well so the open beta is running now uh, so you can take part for free, and it's running up until the 7th of August. Uh, you obviously need to have Uplay installed uh, to try it out. Uh, but the multiplayer includes cross-play with VR players. So PC players can play with a keyboard and mouse or a gamepad. So it would be interesting to see how a VR player would stack up against a PC player, because I'm sure a mouse can move much faster than someone can actually physically it's move their body. Hard to balance out. Like, that's that's what I spoke about in a like a few episodes ago uh, on rec room where i played it on my just on my monitor and i like i owned everyone in like the paintball thing <laughs> it was way easier way easier like you know you know why i think they brought this this uh, 2d mode is because they still don't have enough players and they are trying to boost it up with this and they have i think they came up with this a while ago where maybe even when they first put it on sale and it was too expensive and it didn't work i think they had this as one of the plans. So I think this is one of their plan Bs that they are rolling out right now. Uh, plan C. I hope they had enough time to optimize because as Mike said, if it's not fair, it kills the game even more. It hurts the game more than it really helps the game. Yeah, there's nothing worse than than I can imagine going in as a, as a VR player and getting just completely destroyed by pc players <laughs> and it feels like it's unfair you know that that would yeah. be really bad like you say it would hurt the game even more Definitely. but like you say i think it is it feels like a bit of a desperate attempt to recover the game which is a shame because i do think it's a really solid yeah. shooter it's a lot of fun to play but i think you're, you're right they launched it a way way too expensive price which was 40 dollars at launch now it's been reduced of course like in the humble bundle it was like yeah. seven pounds which was great like ten dollars i think yeah. now back to normal price is 20 bucks I, I still think it's a great price for the game um, but yeah, it just seems a shame that they have to resort to this to push the game forward. It's the same story with Bethesda. I hope it doesn't doesn't uh, make them believe that VR is not. But this was an expensive, expensive game for sure. Yeah, because and it's I, a good it, one. It's very polished. It's very nice, but it did cost a lot of money for sure. I think I'm a I'm a space junkie player by you the are. way. Like yeah. if I play a lot of it because I I really enjoy it. I play with friends and. Uh, uh, yeah, like the problem is like that there's not population there. There's not enough people to play with. I actually see like these porting for like a flat, uh, like a good thing, uh, because like if we can have more people in the servers is is better. And because I, I feel like because you are in like in a no uh, gravity environment, probably it will make it a little harder also for people with the with the mouse and keyboard. You know, like uh, the thing like uh, in VR. Uh, you can turn 360, uh, you can look up and down much easier, and uh, you can like uh, uh, do many more movements. Uh, now, yes, the aiming probably is going to be a little worse in VR, but I don't know how much worse, because at the end of the day, like it's like a, a real gun when you are in VR. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, the example that you gave with the rec room that you were like uh, owning everybody uh, actually like uh, make me think about it. But like uh, you can uh, solve it like doing like a, a little tick, like uh, do you want crossplay or not? Crossplay just VR, crossplay uh, mm-hmm. not VR as well. But yeah. I'm pretty confident in Ubisoft because we saw Ubisoft like uh, uh, like keeping alive games that they were like uh, com- considered completely dead. Like mm-hmm. uh, if you say like Rainbow Six, it was a failure, uh, and then yeah. now is one of the biggest esport games. That is and true. If, if they're doing the same, I, I I see a lot of attachment to this game, much more than expected. Like uh, when you were uh, like uh, when I started to play, actually we talked about it the last time I was on the podcast. Uh, I said like it's exactly like the beta uh, that I played like two years before. Instead, right now, there are so many new things, so many new modes, like there's four versus four, there's the, uh, the one with the bow and arrow. Yeah. They, they added so much yeah. stuff that yeah. they actually make it interesting. It's... And uh, if and... they keep going in this way, and it seems like they're doing it, I, I, I see and like, real, like Because you say that you're, you're a player, like how, how big are the matches? Like how many persons are playing against how many persons in this? It's like four, uh, four versus four with the last okay. update, three so versus we're... three. Would, in your opinion, for example, would it work that they would, for example, balance the team out in that way as well, instead of like having like four VR players against four non-VR players, that they always make sure that the teams are like kind of balanced? And that do you think mm-hmm. that will work? For example, two on each side, two and two. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know because it depends also like how much like how much better you are if you are on PC with mouse and keyboard. Because mm-hmm. if you are four times better, one person can kill just all the other team. Mm-hmm. You know. So like it really depends. Like it's it's um it's good to see that Ubisoft is patient here and that they are still trying because some companies would just be like you know we throw mm-hmm. a server offline, that's it. Um, for example, Star Blood Arena closed mm-hmm. yesterday or the day before. So you know it does happen, and that one was also a triple like a VR shooter it was very good. You know, very yeah, polished. It was made by an indie, but it was even in the PlayStation Plus uh uh store so you could just you know you you got it for free if you had like the subscription and then still it didn't take off um comparing it to rainbow six i do get your point because it does prove that uh ubisoft is patient but with rainbow six the problem was it didn't have enough content uh Mm. with uh space junkies it had decent enough content at the start they just made a huge mistake by putting the wrong price on it and that that can be something that 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 just like haunts you uh, for a while. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get rid of that now. But there is this I feel like there's this distrust in the community where people feel like they don't want to get this game because it's too risky for them. Mm-hmm. They heard too many stories about it where it's like, yeah, and then the price is too expensive and this and that. So I, th- I feel like it's like people tell each other if they should buy a game or not. And I think it's still, mm-hmm. you know, haunts them until Till now um and i think this is one of the last things they can try if the pc thing doesn't work you know the pancake thing i don't think what else does because adding content and content and content is not what what's going to a, a playstation version <laughs> just a flat playstation yeah version. <laughs> yeah maybe. probably they're, well, maybe they're the, playing d you but is it, it, it it's not cross-platform right or is it uh, it is yeah, it, it is, is it, it is. is yeah yeah so even with the playstation vr community in there right now it's not there's nobody from i i, that's, I that's... couldn't find anybody from playstation just find it once or twice like yeah. a person it was like oh you can wow. move your hands and it's like oh yeah every day index <laughs> <laughs> that's it 
but with um do you think this game would have benefited if it was like a freemium game you know like gone like the fortnite model that's what i said that's what i said from the start even before it came out it's like go for freemium because this game would not survive another way but i don't think that the vr market is big enough to get like you know just a a profit out of that but making this game freemium if they would have from the beginning did it with pc then maybe yes but I don't know, like Rec Room is also freemium yeah. in a way. Well, not completely, but it kind of is. Uh, maybe, like Mike, maybe they will, right? Now, like after this this attempt, they will maybe try to make it freemium. I think it's one of the last uh, things they could try, but yeah, I don't know. Be... I, I want it to succeed, but I yeah. like it's struggling for too long now, and I, I, I don't see this game making a comeback. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. It is a shame, but it would be interesting. Like, we'll never get them, of course, but it would be interesting to see the stats for like Echo Combat, for example, and to see, you know, a free game how 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 many players they have regularly signing in to, yeah. to echo play combat it. is 9.99 though right it's not oh but, is it sorry. yeah it, it's sorry. just eco arena is free uh eco, eco arena eco combat is yeah. like uh it costs I, something yeah i do think if this became an esport at the start it could have survived in a way that was their sure. goal all mm. along so Maybe we'll see it as an eSport at Oculus Connect. Who knows? Yeah, but Ocul- uh, like then Oculus needs to invest into that. Mm. Like Echo is kind of their own game as well. So you can make an eSport out of your own game. That's mm. easy. But having a third party, that's a different story. Yeah. So yeah, that is uh, Space Junkie news. The uh, PC will be joining the fray. So uh, we'll let see. us know if you end up playing it. And uh, yeah, keep us updated next week. Uh, the next uh, bit of news is some good news for PSVR owners. As this week, Sony London dropped some free DLC for Blood and Truth on the PlayStation mm. VR. Now, we all highly rated uh, Blood and Truth. Uh, it's one of my uh, VR games of the year so far due to its over-the-top action, fun gameplay, and immersive mm. story. Uh, this new update includes a new Game Plus mode which allows you to replay the game with all the weapons and customization unlocks that you got in your first playthrough. So you can play through it again and have like the really OP weapons that you unlocked, (laughs) uh, which is kind of fun. And also any sort of like little targets, the hidden targets that you got in the levels, uh, they remain so you can go through and mop those up to unlock some other bits and pieces. Dude, this game, this game is why you should buy a PlayStation VR if you are interested in one. If you like shooters, of course, over-the-top action games. Yeah, this and Firewall, if you're into shooters, that is what you get a, yeah. a PSVR for. And our bundles, right? So you yeah. could get this game with a PlayStation VR headset. Yeah, and like we've said on previous episodes of the show, the PSVR is going to be backwards compatible with the next-gen console. So uh, yeah, it's a not... great game. Yeah. Uh, but they've also added alongside the new game plus mode uh, a challenge mode with online leaderboards so you can sort of go in there and show off your best john wick shooting skills with uh, other people (laughs) online Uh, but apparently this is the first uh, in a series of planned free dlc which will expand on the original game so wow stay tuned for more information in the future yeah um the final bit of uh, quick news this week is uh, if you enjoy watching TV and movie content in VR and you're an Amazon Prime customer in the UK or in the US, you'll be pleased to hear that there is now a free dedicated Amazon Prime VR app for Oculus Go, Gear VR and Oculus Quest. And this allows you to watch your favorite TV shows and movies from Amazon Prime in virtual reality. Okay. So a bit like the Netflix app, but for Amazon Prime. Um, and this is great, I think, for watching content so you're not distracted by anyone around you. I've said this before on the show as well. Watching content in VR is kind of cool because you're isolated from everyone else. You know? So you can watch some uh, Top Gear. Exactly. Or, you know, I would highly recommend checking out the US version of The uh, the Office. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh. You know, I, I, I love the UK version. 
this is going to be controversial, I, but I actually think the I US... didn't even know there was Ooh, a UK version. Yeah, the US version I, really? is really good. But you, yeah, sh- you, sh- you should check out the UK version, but the US version, I actually think, is is better. a little bit better. And Mike, Mike is a lead character, of course. <laughs> I mean, there, there's Steve Carell yeah, in there. Exactly. Like, uh, <laughs> like, Ricky Gervais is amazing, uh, and the, the original Office is perfect but there's just not enough of it whereas you know you just want to binge watch something like the u.s office is great and you we, fall we in love with dutch the character so easily well, by the way. Mm-hmm. oh you have Absolutely. a dutch version yeah 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 a dutch <laughs> version <laughs> what? With, with, that's with amazing belgian, with belgian actors yeah, yeah that's true what 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 are the what? uh sort of like uh what was it pam and uh what's his name no, it's 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 different in that way like but they it's the it's just i mean they they bought the rice from it to make a similar kind of series and they all have those like you know like funny character traits that like they have in that uh it's called yeah. the island you know from like those box offices that everyone has like their own little island so it's called um, the island yeah interesting interesting okay. so yeah that is I, um go on sorry going back going back to prime video anyway uh, there, i i don't know in the uk but here in the us there's not much content like there are some series and uh i don't know like uh, is there a lot of content in the in the uk for prime video uh, so I think the biggest shows are uh, Good Omen, I think is a new one. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Preacher is kind of an interesting one, which is a spin-off from a comic, which I did really enjoy. Um, but yeah, the US office was like the, the main reason why we got Prime Video. It's like the best <laughs> yeah, thing okay, on okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that is Amazon Prime, now available for free on Go, GiveVR, and Oculus Quest. So that is all the news this week. Uh, we had lots of news this week uh, and only one topic, so that's why we kind of stretched it out a bit. Uh, but Nathie's going to give us uh, the releases to look forward to uh, next week. So yeah. take it away, dude. Yeah, thank you for all the juicy, juicy facts, news <laughs> items You're right welcome. here. <laughs> Time to, to go to the releases. I don't have that many, though. It's... Uh... It's not that crazy. We first of all have Wolfenstein Cyberpilot. It's uh, available on uh, PlayStation VR and also on PC. We didn't really talk about the PlayStation VR version. I do wonder what the differences are in that sense, because usually, you know, you can find a lot of uh, differences there. Um, but yeah, as as we said, uh, if you like Wolfenstein and you want to control a Panzerhund, uh, a drone, and a Citadel, if you are a real, real big fan, I totally understand you're going to play this and you don't listen to anyone. But if you are just a casual VR gamer, spend your money elsewhere, I would say. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's also worth noting that you can play this on the Rift, even though it's not officially supported, because, of course, <laughs> yeah. Zenimax and, it's still and Oculus had yeah. a big clash. They fell out without going mm. into the details, but you can play it on Rift. It works just fine. Yeah. So then we have... Raccoon Lagoon. Mike already told us kind of what it's all about. It's for Rift and Quest. And I like I haven't tried it with Revive, but I'm sure that that should also do the trick. So if you want to join along, then uh, you should be able to. Uh, I uh, I pulled like the description from uh, from the Oculus Store. This is what they tell you. Hello, Island Spirit. It's like with this, you know, this cloudy voice, right? I don't, I don't have like a voice filter on here, so I can't really completely do this, but a group of adorable sailors have been marooned on your shore. Let's help them build a home here. It's like, this is typical for Mike. Like, this is what Mike, you know, gets into. He reads, he's like, yeah, this is, you know, happiness, peace, It, it kind of sounds like yeah. the Flying Dutchman reading it, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And just maybe they can help us repair the island's broken heart. 
explore the eight beautiful and distinct climates of the island. And with fishing, cooking, farming, mining, painting, theme decorations, and many hours of story quests, you won't run out of things to do. No, you can also invite your friends. And if you wish, just make sure to watch out for the raccoons. Yes, because they, um, the raccoons actually steal from you in the game. So when you, <laughs> you hear them, you hear them when they, they're coming and then they run towards you and they'll steal a random item from your inventory. And if oh. it's something very valuable, it's very annoying. And then you have to run after them with a pickaxe and hit them three times to knock them out and steal your item back ah, again. <laughs> you see, see, it is kind of violent in, in some ways. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. So yeah, that's uh, that's a raccoon a lagoon. I love the name, by the way. It's just you know rolls up the thumb. Uh, next up, we have please don't touch anything. This is a classic that you could uh, previously play on your uh, Go, as far as I know, right? Was it on the Go? I think so. I think so. And then also on PC, you could also play it. It was more of like a, as far as I know, like a point and click. But then they also upgraded it with actual hands. Um, it's now available on the Quest. And uh, they they say on the store that please don't touch anything is a cryptic, brain-wrecking, button-pushing simulation. <laughs> Covering for a colleague who is taking a bathroom break, you find yourself in front of a mysterious panel, which only component is a red button. Ooh. And since you've all clearly been instructed to not touch anything, it's a very the long only game. thing you want to do now is push that damn button. Push it and expect to be held liable for any unintended aftermath. And there will be many. <laughs> Did you do that last part again? It's a, it's a bit like uh, the Stanley Parable in a way. Yeah. I feel like. Apparently there's like multiple different endings to this game. Like there's yeah. so many different endings. There was like videos on YouTube showing all the different endings. Uh, if you want to go and check them out. So, so instead, you, instead of playing it, you just go to YouTube and you watch all the endings. <laughs> That's what everyone did with, uh, what was it, Duck Season. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. And then um, those are pretty much the releases. If there is in chat uh, someone who says like, oh, Nate, you totally forgot about this one, then please, you know, please help us out. Um, but I do want to give another shout out to the Vertigo 2 demo because I really enjoyed it. It's super solid. Uh, they worked really hard on it. It's not coming out just yet, but you can get a taste of it. It's going to release in 2020. Uh, it's it's a mix of Half-Life and, and Portal in a way. Uh, it's super satisfying. Yeah. It has great visuals, gameplay that is so satisfying, and the audio, my days, Eargasmic AF. Well um, it's, it. uh, it's, it's available on the PC, on Steam, and you can play it with uh, the Rift, with the Vive, with the Index, blah, 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 you know, all the headsets pretty much. Um, although... Um, best way to play it is on the index or if you if you want to also with the touch because zim said that it was like amazing mm. with the touch with the rift well. mm -hmm. it's uh with the touch controllers the the interaction is almost one-to-one -one. like I, i've had i've never had such a great oh, touch cool. experience um in any other oculus game than this one Amazing. Yeah, so uh, there, there you have it. Those are kind of like the releases. It's kind of you know a dry season. I feel like I've I've, I've said this before, um, but I see Tariel is going to surprise us with something super epic. It's actually super epic. It's not the game, but um, there was a release this week, and there's a mixed reality open XR uh, preview. So like uh, right now, from like this week, 
uh, Windows Mixed Reality that is not that, <laughs> like uh, is going to start to support OpenXR. Oh. Uh, and it, it's actually a big thing because like uh, it's going to be much easier to have all the games there too now. That's good to know. Uh, I feel like it, it, it's worth a mention because like uh, it, it's a big step because like uh, Windows Mixed Reality is a kind of a closed ecosystem, like is uh, the Oculus uh, ecosystem. And now with the OpenXR support, like everything gets mm-hmm. uh, a little better. And uh, I feel like it's worth a mention. Yeah, we, we reported recently that there was kind of a bit of a fire sale going on almost with Windows MR. Do you kind of feel like there might be a, a refresh coming soon or do you not feel that? I don't think like, a refresh is going to come come anytime soon because like I don't see it uh, in the period things but uh, I see like that they're still working on the software like uh, the last update in Windows there are so many uh, new features like you can actually like uh, you don't even need like programs like a OSVR where like to put like a, a stuff inside like to have like a window but you can uh, actually open everything from your PC and put it also inside a Steam VR game, like also holograms, like you can put holograms in your games. Like mm. uh, they are still updating. Uh, like Microsoft for me has a big problem. Is like they never say anything. <laughs> like you have to find out by yourself every time. <laughs> uh, so like they're not supporting in that way, but they're actually working on the background. And th- that's yeah. good. And uh, um, it's also I worth think... noting that you got the, the reverb, right? Yeah, yeah, I got the reverb. It's like actually uh, on top of the climaxes right now. And uh, here you go. Uh, how, this is and, the reverb, a reverb, yeah. And how are you finding it? Are you using it for specific applications or? Uh, I, I couldn't use it that much yet because like uh, I went, oops, I went uh, in Mexico in vacation, uh, but like the clarity is like insane. The problem is like, it's just in the real, like mm. like, like that center and out of it is like, a, uh, it kind of lose all the appeal. Like if right now, if I have to grab like the reverb or the index, I grab the index, even if it's lower resolution. Uh, but I, I was impressed when like uh, you open, you know, uh, you all guys will do it. Like when you open Steam VR, uh like and you maybe click on the desktop thing mm-hmm. but it's all blurry because like the resolution is not high enough uh, with the reverb it's fine you actually read everything like uh, mm. without resizing and and i was like what the heck i can read now <laughs> <laughs> and uh so uh, that was a big thing but then like around there's a lot of like the pupil swim so like the kind of the image shifts a little yeah. and that's not good at all because like also for motion sickness uh, there's chromatic aberration uh, and it's there um, and the clarity is not the same uh, on the on the edges of the, the lenses it's hard to recommend for it but i understand that like it was a business uh, oriented mm. it's a business oriented headset so like if you really need to look at that thing there uh, it's the perfect one for you i guess yeah. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for your little uh, insight into it because none of mm-hmm. us, uh, I think I tried it briefly, but none of us actually have one. So uh, it's interesting to hear your thoughts. Nate, I, I, Nate I has one. one, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but I, I haven't really played around with it. I, I have, too, have you I have taken it out of the box? <laughs> it, is out, it is out of the box, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, so let's finish up then and talk about our main topic this week. And this is about news that The Void is expanding its series of location-based VR uh, locations across the US, uh, but also in other parts of the world too. Now, 
The Void, if you're not familiar with it, is a, a location-based uh, virtual virtual reality experience where up to four people are basically suited up with uh, VR headsets and like uh, backpacks with PCs in there. And you go through like a series of rooms together in virtual reality, which are kind of mapped out in the real world so you know what you see in vr is kind of mapped one-to-one in the real world so if there's a wall there there's a wall there in real life so if you touch it kind of you know it feels realistic um they use some really clever techniques uh with the void a bit like what we mentioned on last week's show where we talked about that uh side quest game uh t for god using non uh uh spaces so so basically that means in vr you feel like you're traveling like a, a fair distance, whereas in reality, you're going th- round in circles or figures of eight, you know, so it, it gives that illusion of, of moving around, but you're not actually moving far at all. Um, in the void, they also use some really clever techniques with wind, heat, rumble, uh, tactile buttons, uh, physical weapons as well. Uh, and they really, you know, help connect you to the experience that you're trying uh, and there's a few decent experiences that they run through these void uh, locations and that is uh, one of them is star wars secrets of the empire which is the only one that i've tried mm-hmm. and i think have we have, have we all tried it i think so yeah mm-hmm. yeah um and i thought it was amazing you know like looking across and seeing your friend decked out as a stormtrooper and then giving them a high five and knowing exactly where their hands are and yeah. you know, the, the, the best that, part is a... still how they work with like like elevators and heat and stuff like that that really like you know because you can really well, feel yeah. heat in the in the game you can feel it in there as well that was pretty awesome for me the best yeah. stuff was uh grabbing the blasters because you actually yeah. grab real blasters and it's like yeah. it was like oh, what the heck i have a blaster in my head yeah <laughs> so so let's just quickly talk about that then because like not to give too much away but in the star wars one you go in uh, you go to the planet of Mustafa, which is featured in uh, the Star Wars Episode One on the Quest and, and Rift uh, game. Uh, Vader's basically a sort of home planet. It's all fiery and lava-based. Uh, but you basically f- you fly there together undercover as stormtroopers, and when the doors open, you feel that immediate heat from the lava, which is amazing. And like you say, when you're infiltrating the base, yeah. there is these like uh, stormtrooper blasters on the wall. And you basically pick them up off the wall and yeah. start shooting your way out, which yeah. is a great experience. Or you just grab two and just, you can do that as well. It depends you, you, on how, with how many people you are. Uh, you yeah. can grab two. Yeah. Dual wield. Yeah. yeah. You can do that. I'm... Um, so yeah, Star Wars is like a, a standout experience, yeah. but they also have uh, Wreck-It Ralph, uh, mm-hmm. Ralph Breaks VR, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Ghostbusters, and uh, one called Nicodemus, oh, which God. is a horror-based oh, <laughs> experience. God. Um, did you try any of the different ones when you went to uh, the Void recently, Nathy? Did you go again? Yeah, recently? I uh, I tried Record Ralph. Okay. They also offered me to try Nicodemus, but you know me, right? I was <laughs> like, well, thank you, but no, no, thank <laughs> you. Uh... <laughs> you know what I would really um, like to see still from uh, the Void is a, a Jurassic Park one. I think oh, that yeah, would be sure. really nice. I, I, that would well, be amazing. I tried the one at Dave and Buster, but that was pretty bad. Okay. okay. Well, you let's say you will be surprised very soon. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but anyways, uh, I played Wrecked Ralph. And, you know, as you said, like, it's it's weird to stand on a platform on an elevator and then move somewhere, right? Well, in the Wrecked Ralph one, they go to the next level because you play with a friend. And then after a while, you get separated, but you're still standing next to each other. But then you're like waving at the other person and they're like, hey, bye. And then you see this person just moving away and it feels like they really do. But in the end, they don't because they're still standing next to you, right? 
But they that's just play with your so mind smart. in that yeah, sense. That's amazing. Uh, but Wreck-It Ralph is like, I can tell you, like, if you watch the movie, you go into the internet, the city, right? With like Google and Facebook and everyone. It's so beautiful. It's so epic to just be in this, uh, what is like monorail and look around. There's so much to see. It, it's seriously, it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And they, they add some more competitive uh, stuff to it because in Star Wars, it's like you finish things together. But in Record Ralph, you can really get your own score and get points that way. Um, so yeah, no, it's awesome. I, I played so many Void. It's crazy because when I was uh, in Los Angeles for E3, uh, they invited me over to go to their location at uh, Santa Monica. They have like the locations they do have are at the best places, by the way. Mm -hmm. They always have the best places. So I tried it there, the Star Wars one again. I also tried, uh, you know, Record Ralph didn't do the Nicodemus one. And then uh, a few weeks later, I went to Disney, right? And in downtown Disney, it's like the shopping mall of Disney, just before the park. They also had a void. So again, I did the same stuff. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's amazing <laughs> to like, it never gets old. And the funny part was the last few times I did it was only with my brother. So there is no one that, you know, bothers you in any way. <laughs> so we could just grab two pistols and yeah. start shooting like that. Yeah. It's like, I think great. it's like the, the closest thing to like a holodeck that we have at the moment, um, yeah. with like real life interaction. Oh yeah. It's pretty neat. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I'd love to, I'd love for you to experience Nicodemus. I'd, I'd <laughs> I, okay. You know what? The next time I get the opportunity yeah. and I, I'm afraid that will be very soon. <laughs> I will, I will do it. Okay. I will do it. And then I tell you on the podcast how it was, yeah. but this owner of the void, he said like he tried a few times and he, every time he still gets scared. Yeah. That's how scary it is. I, My days. And, and uh, you know, because like me and David, uh, Nathie's brother, we, tr oh, we, we tried a horror-based VR yeah. thing once. And it was like a... I remember that <laughs> video. Still, still. It was like a hospital one. And it was at the same arcade <laughs> as Mario Kart VR. And we were sitting in these like wheelchairs. But literally like you, like a bit like Nathie said, you like in Wreck-It Ralph, you branch off on different paths. And like he, he would scream <laughs> randomly. And that would make me jump. And then I would scream and it would make him jump. And by the end of it, we were both a wreck like we were screaming so much it was crazy and we actually died in the game as well we didn't actually wow. finish it nice nice one um, so someone in the chat is asking is this available in the netherlands or you know anywhere else in europe as far as i know yeah they did have pop-ups they yeah. don't do them right now but as far as i know it's only us so this is it. Like um, they currently have nine locations based across the US. Uh, they have three in Canada, one in Malaysia, and one in Dubai. Uh, exactly. They, want, they yeah. want to expand that to have 25 locations in total. And the further locations they have planned are in Paris, London, mm. Amsterdam, Chicago, Copenhagen, Oberhausen, San Jose, Stockholm, and Vienna. So, uh, approves. Yeah, so there's going to be plenty across Europe as well, which is great because we don't have any in Europe mm -hmm. right now. They did have so a... no pop-ups, like real. They stay these, as these long are... as they do well, of course. Exactly. Yeah, because we they did have a pop-up in London uh, yeah. with a Star Wars one, but it was only around for a few months. Uh, but yeah, these are going to be uh, proper ones, uh, which is great that they're expanding. Um, yeah. And hopefully, uh, they, they teased, uh, we mentioned this on a previous episode of the show as well, The Void teased about an upcoming collaboration with Marvel uh, to bring a Marvel experience to The Void as well. And I think we all kind of guessed that it would be an Avengers one. It kind of makes sense, you know, being Thor or Iron Man and Captain America. That would be just so freaking cool. 
Um, yeah, that will be amazing. So hopefully, you know, with the rollout of these new locations, we'll hear more yeah. about this new experience as well. Um, but I think, you know, it, it's great that it's expanding because it's, it's clear that, you know, it's getting investment. People are interested in this. And the thing is, these these locations are generally in like shopping malls or like, you know, downtown Disney or places like that, because it's it's like an, it's like an event. It's It's got the same... Uh, kind of thrill-seeking experiences going yeah. to a theme park, but you know you can access yeah. it locally with your family, mm. which is really great. And I'm sure in the future this will become big business for VR. Um, and and I, I feel like Disney is like like very you know very well invested with them because I mean Record Ralph is Disney, Star mm. Wars. Yeah, nowadays I know it sounds weird, but it's Disney. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then we have um, okay, Ghostbusters is Universal Studios, as far as I mm-hmm. know. Um, and then Marvel is also Disney, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. all sounds yeah. also very strange, but yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, everything exactly. is Disney. If you if you if you don't know, it's Disney. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I think I think just generally, like the void, like if you try it as your first ever VR experience. Oh, dude, it, it's oh. it's gonna blow your mind. But it also yeah. gives you you know a great opportunity to try VR and see really what it has to offer, right? Yeah, and even even if you uh, if you tried VR for many years, it still blows your mind. Like I, when I tried the Void, I already went into VR so many times before, but that was totally different. Mm. Yeah, mm. like uh, they play so much also with the environment, uh, the fact that you can touch things that usually there's something that at home you don't have. Like uh, yeah. the fact, like also, uh, yeah, like all the characters, like the thing that you see are actually also there because like they build everything around you. Yeah. Uh, it's like that creates yeah. so much more immersion. I love the yeah. fact that they are bringing more because also uh, not so long ago there was the news that they were closing the IMAX one. So yeah. like uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it, it, it's great that instead the void like uh, found the way to be profitable and uh, to make money yeah. out of it. Probably. And, and you also need to give props to them how they uh, introduce VR to you outside of their well, you know, a building. Like they mm-hmm. have these, you know, TV screens with all these cool things on there of what you can be and what is going to happen when you uh, enter, right? And then also when you go through the doors, it's like they have this desk, they have merchandise. It's it's all very futuristic, but it's inviting. It makes you curious. I think above every building it says uh, uh, go beyond reality. And mm-hmm. I think that does catch catches the eye in, mm-hmm. in, in many ways. And I can tell you, when I was um, in my hotel room at Disney, they were even advertising it on the TVs there. That's they, amazing. Um, they said oh. like, hey, uh, they were like, hey, are you a family and you want to be a stormtrooper? Then come to the void. So they even have it, you know, with the guests that stay at the Disneyland Resort. They have it, you know, it's it's an all-round thing. I, I, I think they even had it as commercials on team TV for a while. I know that you've mm-hmm. been yeah, there. The, the, do they have it in the uh, Disney park, like the one for uh, the Star Wars park? Do they have the void in no, there? No, no. Or it's, it's like downtown, okay, downtown Disney. So it's like the district. It's uh, outside. Everyone can enter. But it's not inside the okay. park itself. But I do think there is a future for, you know, dark rides with VR or... Things no, like yeah, that, it's, sure. it's weird that they didn't put it inside the new park because there, there's the experience also with the Millennium Falcon that is not VR, but uh, you know, like you get inside, you have all these rooms yeah. probably. And and the the funny part with uh, Millennium Falcon is is that Industrial Light and Magic, who also made the uh, mm-hmm. Trials on Tatooine experience, made that ride. They made mm-hmm. the simulation. Oh, really? So let's oh, say wow. that. Yeah. So let's say if that simulation would be in VR as well, 
that amazing. would be amazing like to have it in front of you yeah. like a walkie instead of like your mom you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> true but yeah i think you know it's great that this is spreading like i say because it makes it vr more accessible it opens up people's eyes to trying out vr for the first time because i think particularly in europe and in the uk we have a big a big accessibility problem in that you know vr is this mm -hmm. amazing tech and people are kind of intrigued by it but they don't have anywhere to try it out like even in the stores you can't try it whereas no. i spoke to tyreel before the show and he was saying that in like the us like places like best buy and the microsoft store they have demo yeah. stations where you can actually mm. try it right yeah only only playstation vr here in europe and also the uk i think have like a, a, a let's say a fairly big presence yeah but pc vr or standalone is nowhere to really be seen like in stores you can't just you know even let's say next to try you can't even buy one in a media store it's like mm. something you do online at least here in the netherlands the only demo stations i have seen a lot were playstation vr yeah i think that's such a shame because if i if i went into my local game store and i saw someone with a headset on i would be immediately intrigued like if i saw someone playing beat saber with a quest for example i'd be like yeah. holy crap like what is this person doing they look like they're having so much fun i feel like i need to try that myself and then before you know it, you've bought a headset yeah True. but, but that i think the, a lot of that, that, is that has to do with hygiene as well yeah. that a lot of people are a little bit more like i mean you see someone playing uh especially now in this kind of weather I mean, I'm I'm not very keen on like taking someone else's headset and putting it on my face, even though it looks very cool. You know, I might check it out at a friend's house later on, or like, I I I still don't really see the like as long as they haven't fixed that kind of problem that it like it's way less cumbersome and like you can like it's it's, it's much easily to be shared. I think it's it's going to be hard to see that and also yeah. uh just the technical difficulty of setting something like that up is uh, i mean i recently not that long ago i went to a virtual reality arcade here in belgium as well but they had a new gaming experience and just one thing went wrong and it took them almost two and a half hours to get everything back up and running and that that's the thing with these kind of virtual reality i mean we all know it it's, it's a lot of cables there's a lot of setup you need to make sure that the especially because they work with different kind of scenes as well so that the audience could see it as well so they had an obs scene running with like different kind of cameras so complex kind of setups and you know it's just it's just more complex at the moment than regular gaming is so if you make a boot station people kind of expect it to look I, good as well so i think that's, that's I, I think factor. I, I think with the void with with so many expertise they have i think with their location-based uh the void is something else Europe, for example i i think they will and of course the void is not arcade you know yeah. uh, that's that's a total different business most arcades in europe are not extremely professional in any mm. way you know people yeah. heard about this idea want to make some money and just go for it i haven't seen many arcades that are really you know uh, uh top notch the one in dubai is is great for example the one i tried uh, in in nanchang was also super nice but here in europe most arcades are more you know someone came up with that idea and and that's it but the void i think it will will be able to sell vr here in europe and other places and they also have the advertise they have the expertise to advertise it properly mm -hmm. it's just that in i feel like here in my country there is still not this culture of like hey let's do something fun and instead of going to a theme park, we go to a VR arcade together or we go mm -hmm. to the void together. Mm -hmm. Well, in the US, it's like, hey, you know, let's go to Dave and Buster's together. Let's try this VR experience together. But I, I in, the, in the Netherlands, it's not on the list of things to do, if you mm -hmm. know what I mean. And hopefully I, I, it will. 
I think also it's for money, like because like there's a different balance in money. And when something costs like $30 in the US where you like the paychecks are higher because all the expenses are related to it, it's like $30 here and not like 30 euro in uh, yeah. in yeah, Europe. So like uh, I don't see myself like uh, paying like uh, $50, 50 euro for a 15 minutes experience uh, because more I would say what they add, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like even, uh, I, yeah, I pay double. I I buy a Lenovo Explorer. Like, <laughs> like uh, yeah. that's, uh, the that's point. true. That's true. Like in, of course, like every you know uh, area has its own. Like probably people buy more headsets here than really but in, going in, to an in arcade a, to try it. In that's, a way, it makes hmm. it makes sense that the that the money in a, in a virtual reality arcade is more expensive because of the room that is required. I mean, the amount of money that you make per square meters is a lot less. Than it is when you can put like just PC next to PC next to a mm -hmm. gaming station or whatever. So I, I think that that is also something that you need to take into account for a virtual reality arcade. That the amount of space that is required to play in is is definitely like a couple of square meters. Mm -hmm. uh, Either way, sorry. What do you think about the Oculus Quest business version that is going to arrive later this year? Do you think it's going to fix like a part of this problem with the arcade, like being a little easier to set up? Oh, uh I would love it if they could replicate mm. what we tried at OC5 last year, you know, the, the with the mm. Dead and Buried experience. Because playing Dead and Buried on the Quest, like, when you play it now, it just sucks in comparison mm. to what we experienced <laughs> yeah. back then. So, like, I can't even play that game and think of it in the same way anymore. <laughs> no, no. Um, so I, I would love for that to kickstart the resurgence of a lot of people investing in VR arcades and having this sort of warehouse-based VR experience. I would, I would definitely go and go there regularly because i thought it was such a great experience it's basically like the feeling of like paintball but with in vr mm -hmm. it was really that good mm -hmm, yeah. um so i would love them to be able to do that for sure uh, hopefully like that's possible why did they then show it up in the first place if they weren't you know i wonder why they i think, I think it's it was more a tech, tech demo well. it was yeah. a tech demo yeah it was also a way to kind of hype things up because a lot of consumers thought that this was going to be a feature mm -hmm. yeah well, i almost forget about it you know i almost forget that that even happened it was such a long time ago but i hope they bring something back like that along with the void as well because they had the void obviously at oc5 it's so a, hopefully we'll see uh, a new demo a location based vr demo from oculus mm -hmm. with the quest again and an, another void but experience. i, I, I really do great. think that an experience like what they did with dan and buried is a uh, showing off the potential of virtuality not only in like you know like your gaming living room but just like across like arcades and like you know it's a different style of, of gaming it's completely new and I think that is mm. exciting in itself, and it's probably a good way of, of securing funding and securing like uh, new kind of uh, yeah. deals. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, yeah, we see more of that uh, OC six in just a few months now. Hopefully, yeah. we get to spend some more time together as well in real life. That would be awesome. Um, so yeah, that is uh, all we've got for you today. If you've got any questions for us, now is a great time to put your questions in the chat, and we can answer a few questions before we wrap the show up. Uh, but just a reminder: this is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. The show is also now available in big screen TV as a regular show. Uh, you'll only see the channel, uh, the F Reality channel go live when we're live. So it's not there all the time. Although yeah. if the show is popular in big screen TV, that may change in the future. But if you watch this in big screen and you watched it with other people, we'd love to see your pictures of you, uh, you know, with your little hangout 
uh, that'd be really awesome. Uh, you can tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. Or you can check out the audio version, which is on iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, and now it's available on Spotify. Ooh, nice. And leave a like. Yeah, <laughs> leave a like and subscribe to the YouTube channel for sure. So someone in the chat is asking if the Mario Kart uh, uh, arcade experience is worth the price. I don't know how much you pay to ride, uh, you know, as Mario or Yoshi or... Yeah, so I think it's about £10 and it's literally five minutes, but it is totally it's... worth it. <laughs> like, it is so much fun. I knew that, it, you, it, that you were going to say that. It's yeah. it's that much fun that I went and bought a Vive Tracker and I've got a full wheel set up, oh, ready yeah. to play this so, touring so how cast much VR did that game. Five minute experience actually cost you in total. Yeah, so that that five minute experience has cost me a, a crap ton <laughs> a lot more money because I want that experience wow. at home wow. to replicate it. That's how good it is. I, I think they they recently opened a new location in Irvine at the K Seven. So if you want to try it there, uh, then uh, you know be my guest. I tried it there. I like they were going to have a big opening party that I missed in the end. So I arrived so late that there was no one there, but it was open and there was no one riding it. So, you know, how many times I tried it, like six, seven times. Amazing. I was like, yeah, okay, again, again. No, it was like, I had so much fun. It, yeah. it didn't get old. It's like, you know, you feel the wind and you like fly around and you have all these piranha plants trying to eat you and stuff. Now it's like, it's like what you want in VR. It's like, please. I want Mario Kart. I want more. You get yeah. hungry for more. That's that's what I, happens. I do know though that some people that I was playing with, the few times I've played it, like especially newcomers, they found it quite intense because of the the movement. Yeah. You know, but um, you know, it, it is an amazing experience. You know, definitely worthwhile if you're near one. Go and check it out for sure. <laughs> then we have uh, someone asking, any Cosmos news? I cannot find anything. No. It's been super weird. He's not the marketing spinning anymore. Of this headset, the marketing all, all of this I, headset has been so strange. All I know is that developers do have one. Yes. They did receive Cosmos headsets. Yes. But uh, yeah, the, the marketing of the Vive Cosmos uh, fell completely flat. It's like they kind of, you know, started things off with this spinning uh, headset. And then they the week after, they did some stuff on social media with some specs. And then it's kind of over. We have flip side. They, they do such a bad job at it. I, it's it's a shame once again because it could be a very good headset. Flip side in the in the chat said, uh, it's it's just a turntable that is still broken. Sadness. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, but, but seriously, it's like, and then suddenly it comes out, and then everyone's like, oh okay. So it's weird. Yeah, I I do think we'll see it like you know available to consumers by the end of the year. Mm. But I do agree that they kind of they kind of started ramping things up and now they've just stopped and it's kind well, of they, killed, killed the hype a bit. They didn't stop. They just don't really know what they are doing, I feel like. Yeah. And uh, we saw this one tweet from Shen, who works at HTC, went to Marcus uh, Brownlee, uh, and he didn't tell why, but we all know that he got to try the Vive Cosmos. So they, they seem to go to some big YouTubers maybe to kind of get the hype going. But I'm like, you know, in the end, people also need to buy it. So mm. if you're smart, you're kind of upfront with your information. And you, if you do marketing, then at least spread it out over the weeks and don't just stop. Yeah. Because that, that kills your whole vibe. It yeah. just does. And I think as well, like, we don't really know what this headset is yet. 
No. You know, we know that it's a VR headset and it's aimed at gamers, but we don't know about this kind of well, rumor of being a hybrid headset. Where if it, it is a telling... hybrid, then advertise it that yeah. way because that's why people are so that's interested. You, yeah, in that. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, this is unique selling point. I, I think we're just gonna see it like it's like oh, next week is gonna launch, and then suddenly it's like the same story with all these other headsets they have been, mm -hmm. uh, you know, making so far. But yeah, please, please tell us more uh, in a way we all <laughs> understand. Yeah, as soon as we get more information, of course, we'll oh, yeah, share it sure. with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so another question is, is big screen streaming from Quest yet? Um, so because of big screen TV, you've got access to all the channels, so you can stream those channels to your Quest. It's just that you can't stream any content from your Quest because you don't have any content to share. Um, so you can only share content from your PC. Uh, but of course, you can join rooms and watch this show in big screen TV on your quest and still have a great time. Also, they, they pushed an update because there was a problem with people echoing through their yeah. microphones last week. They pushed an update this week that just is a push to talk button. So you don't have that problem anymore. So if you experienced that in big screen TV last week, it's been fixed okay. this week. Sure. Okay, cool. And one last one that I'm going to kind of transform into a different question. Someone is asking what our uh, favorite uh, VR experience is right now, our game. But let's say, what is the best one you all have played this year so far, I think Mike said Blood and Truth. Blood right? and Truth, yeah. For, for me, sure. it's uh, it's Vertigo Two for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I was about to say the same. Vertigo Two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I really need to think about it. I I, I can't give you an answer right now Come because on, I don't remember anything. <laughs> I, I I that's the problem. I don't remember anything epic that i really remember you know yeah i think uh, i think blood and truth uh, like followed closely behind blood and truth was vader immortal i thought that was really great that would be my number well. two still yeah 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 probably yeah. now that you say it vader immortal <laughs> 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 because uh, actually i'm a, I'm a big star wars fan but yeah. uh that, that was very cool but i need more i need a second episode i need uh, yeah. uh more hopefully like, we'll get... I, yeah, I see in the chat like uh, people asking uh, about Neuralink. Did you see it? Yeah, uh, Neuralink. We'll be yeah. talking about that for sure. We, we are going to talk about that for sure. Okay. Obviously, Rowdy's like a you know a scientist, so he's probably the best person to talk about Neuralink. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Interested to hear his views on it. So yeah, we will be talking about Neuralink in the very near future. Um, but that's uh, our show for today. We we hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us live. If you did, and have a great week in VR. Thank you for Tyrell as well joining us, taking Zim's place. Zim will be back next week if you missed him. Of course, thanks we all for miss having him. me, guys. Really, uh, always Super a pleasure. Always a pleasure. So yeah, have a great week in VR. We'll be back next week, as always, for our hundredth episode. I think we're going to do something special afterwards, so uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, so until then, take care and bye bye for now. Bye bye. Bye bye. 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 <laughs>